Welcome to the Unmothered Podcast. Join me as we explore all the feelings and confusion surrounding the mother-daughter bond. Laugh with me, cry with me, and learn new ways to cope with what can be a very lonely existence without a mother to rely on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, welcome back, peeps. I'm so glad you came back to listen to this episode because I did promise you in the last episode that I was going to give you some tips on how to remain calm (laughs) when something is triggering you um, or just ways when your own stress levels are reaching an all-time high and you just feel out of control. So I do want to do a disclaimer First of all, because I think this is really important, these are just things that have helped me through other therapies and things that I've gone through, but I want to emphasize I'm not a therapist, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a psychiatrist, (laughs) none of those things. These are just things that I have learned how to do over the years through help that I have gotten, so I would highly recommend If you are struggling with something really strongly and just none of these things are resonating with you, you just feel out of control, um, your brain is racing like crazy, you are feeling depressed, you are feeling so anxious that you just don't think simple things are going to help, I would recommend that you seek out some kind of counseling or therapy It was something I was really afraid of years ago to do, but God always put (laughs) people in my life that were, I remember sitting at a small group one time and there was a woman who was getting licensed as a therapist. And of course, this is not a coincidence. This is a God thing. She also had a mother wound story. And so she was helping me through some things. So God has really placed people in my life to speak life into me and speak goodness into my heart and showing me how to do these things. But as I went along these last few years, and I think I've talked about this when I was a guest before on other podcasts, when 2020 hit, that was something that knocked everybody off kilter. I actually sought out therapy because there was still some things, even after I've written this book, there was still some things that I had soul ties to my mother. I was still, I think I was still looking for affirmation from her, even though she had passed and just a lot of undone business that I hadn't really looked at and really helped. So I'm just saying all of this to let you know, I have gone through therapy. I have a therapist on call. (laughs) Love Caitlin. She's my therapist. And I really reach out to her when I just need to work through something that is really bothering me and I can feel it in my body. And it gives me an opportunity to just pour out, cry out my heart. She pulls things from me that I wasn't even thinking of that just brings me to tears. It's exhausting. I wouldn't recommend going to a therapist and then going back to your job in an hour. I would just take the rest of the day off because it's exhausting to work through those things, but very necessary. So through all of that, 
I have found these things that she has taught me and other people that have really, really helped me to, one, be a better listener, uh, listen to my body, to really experience the things that are happening instead of, like I told you before, I'm a runner. I would just shut down and run away from things because I saw so much violence in my life. I knew that I had to stay really invisible. I thought that that would protect me, but that doesn't work when you're in a one-on-one relationship with anybody, friendships, marriage, even people at work. You have to be able to stand there and continue the conversation or speak your truth. And how do you do that when your brain is going haywire when something someone has said makes you feel like you want to punch them in the throat. (laughs) Sometimes those things happen where you're like, I just want to hit you right now, or I just want to be invisible and run away from this situation. And we know we can't do that if we're being adults. (laughs) Uh, Even though the little five-year-old in me is like, I just want to punch you out right now. Can't do it. So Here are some things, just tips that I have learned how to ground myself, stay in the moment, and handle situations all at the same time being kind to my body and my mind. So number one is breathe. (laughs) Seems like a simple thing, but I'm going to tell you something. When someone really sets me off, when something triggers me, where somebody says something that's not good, doesn't even have to necessarily be towards me, but something, some kind of injustice, some something that just, ugh, I know that is not truth, and I just really get upset when I when I hear somebody trying to speak truth that isn't, I tend to hold my breath. And I want you to think about that when you start getting triggered or when you start getting really riled up. Are you holding your breath? Chances are you are. And that is when you either shut down and run away or you want to hit someone because you're raging. You can't think straight. You're not, you're not in the moment. Your brain goes into all these different scenarios that usually aren't true. And... You just are holding your breath and just you're going to probably respond too quickly and not give the right kind of response that you want to. So here's something that I learned how to do, which was controlled breathing. And this isn't something you can stop and do in the middle of a meeting. So I'll, I'll preface it by that. If you're in the middle of, you know, you're in a meeting somewhere, you're at a social event, whatever it is, and something just sets you off. I want you to just take a deep breath, like inwardly, not like loudly so everyone can see you doing it, but just stop and take an inward breath. Just, okay. And just let it, just let it settle for like four or five seconds. And I want you to come back to what is actually happening in the moment. It's amazing when you can take a minute to really settle your brain instead of letting your brain just explode into all these different scenarios. So doing that kind of just a deep breath, like not 
not a deep breath where people can hear it, but just a, just a calming breath, just taking a beat where you can think about what was being said and why did that trigger you? You even have permission to say, you know what? I'm going to need a minute to think about that before I respond to you. Perfectly okay. And I think necessary. I would rather you do that than just come back with some horrible comment, raging comment, screaming at someone, or just looking at them and just like, I'm so mad, I'm just going to walk away. Always helpful. If you're at home and there's just um, situations, you know, you get an email that's just not good or you get like a bad review from someone, maybe you're on social media and you're like, ah, this person just came at me. There are some cleansing breaths that you can do and they are, it's called square breathing. And so it's like to account of four, you breathe in through your nose, hold it for four, and then with your breath, with your, through your mouth, breathe out for four. And you repeat that a few times just to like even your breathing out helps you to come back to this place again where you you can get that oxygen in your brain this is a thing guys it's like we're depleting the oxygen in our brain which doesn't help us think right and we start you know just going into all these different scenarios so breathing is really important and it's such a simple thing and it's such a thing that we don't do when we get triggered we hold our breath You may not notice it, but guaranteed, I'm telling you, I've done it. I still, there are points where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not breathing right now. That's why I'm feeling really stressed. And so I'll just throughout the day do the square breathing. Just breathe in through my nose, breathe out through my mouth, hold for four seconds through each sequence and do it a few times and be like, okay, I got some good oxygen in me. That's also going to help you think better. It's really going to clear your, your brain and just help you think better so that, you know, you can just get to that calmness a little bit more. So that's my number one thing. Number two for my suggestions is to calm yourself is to make sure you take a walk or exercise every day. I know this sounds like, (laughs) it sounds like an exercise commercial. So just take a walk or exercise. And I just have a disclaimer, truth be told. (laughs) I hate exercise. (laughs) I hate it so much. I've done it my whole life. I hate it like all the time. But I do love a good walk outside because I can really like talk to God there. I can just let my mind wander. I can breathe in fresh air. And something I realized about myself this year is... I don't like exercising by myself. There, I have lots of tapes and things. I'm doing like a program where they have all of the trainers and things on video and you can go and you can do Pilates or yoga or HIIT training or this or that. I mean, I have everything on the TV. I will occasionally throw that on and do something and my family's like, wow, mom, you did that whole 30 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a champion. But what I really like is working out with a trainer. And I found that I just want someone to 
be beside me and tell me, you know, okay, let's, we're going to do this for 30 seconds and now we're going to get on the row machine and now we're going to do the pulleys and now we're going to do, okay, great. Like, give me a, give me a whole systematic thing. I'm good. I get it done. And I will say, I love how it makes my body and mind feel after I'm done. I just have to give a shout out to my trainer, Cassie. Cass, I love you. And I do love, I actually love exercising with her because she makes it fun. I've had several different trainers in the past, love them all for different reasons, but some of them were pretty tough. And I have to say, I would walk away feeling more exhausted than energized. And I just got to a point with after some injuries and getting older, ugh, turning 65 in a few more weeks. And I don't really want to jump around. I don't need to jump up on a box anymore. I don't need to, you know, like be dripping sweat. I just need a good workout that gets my heart pumping and keeps my core strong. And this is just a little tip for you older women out there. If you keep your core strong, we tend to fall a lot when we get older. Our balance just gets uneven. Our equilibrium just goes off. If you keep your your core strong, you're not going to fall and hurt yourself. You're going to be able to catch yourself better. So that's just a little tip for that. But what I find is it really, really helps to release a lot of stress when you can be outside in the fresh air or just do a workout. My husband, the only way he can release stress from, you know, just the daily work grind and stuff he does a super hard workout and he is the guy that can turn on the video and he has a Peloton and all of that. And he can do a super hard workout and he loves that. Like that's his jam and it helps release all of the stress from his day. So I don't know what that thing is for you, but I know that this is what happens is when we get depressed or we get anxious we tend to hole up on the couch, <laughs> grab the chips, throw on Netflix. We're just trying to escape, which that's great on some days too. But you don't want to make that your go-to when you're stressed out. You, the worst thing you can do is sit in your house and hole up. Please get out and get some fresh air. And again, get your mind just like relaxed on be in the moment. Like if it's a beautiful day, even if it's like, kind of an overcast day or something, throw on a coat and just feel the coolness on your face because your body needs that exercise. And I will tell you, being a woman that's older, I can't sit around for a long time. My body starts hurting if I sit too long. And so this is where the rubber meets the road, right? If you get older and you just keep sitting and sitting and sitting, the more depression's going to sit in because guess what? Then when you do get up to go take a walk down the street, you can't even make it down the street because you're in so much pain. You have all these like aches and things in your body. Your body's not working. You may be, you know, at a place where you're unhealthy and you feel exhausted even walking a block. So that's going to compound your depression, your anxiety, your rage, all those things, right? So let's get to a place where we can just start. If you are there right now and you're like, oh, I can't even think of walking three steps, much less, you know, take a walk for a half hour, walk for five minutes. Then the following week, walk for 10. 
you can build up your body again at any age. Please, it's important that we don't just settle for turning old age into this, you know, model of, oh, she can't move anymore because she's old. Like you want to get out. If you're, if you live to be 90, like hallelujah, you know, like make sure you can be walking and getting around and still having a social life and things like that, that helps you mentally. So please keep that in mind when you're thinking, ah, it's exercise. It doesn't matter. You know, you may be in your thirties right now, like, eh, I hate exercise. But I Hey, I just told you I hate exercise too, but it's necessary. It's necessary for your mind. It's necessary for your body. I'm a true proponent of just getting some kind of activity out there every day. So that's number two. Okay, so number three actually could be an add-on from number one. So I talked about breathing and, and things like that. Number three is just things that set the mood. So to keep you calm, which for me is... A couple of things. So I love essential oils. I like to breathe those in. So that's why it's an extension of the first one. <laughs> Talk about breathing. I keep a little essential oils in my drawer in my office. Before I get onto a Zoom call, it's um, it's like a gardenia. I have like mandarin orange. I have just things that smell good to you. So you you pick your scent. And I rub it in the palms of my hands, and this is something therapy taught me too, is rub it in the palms of your hands, rub your hands together, and then take in a good cleansing breath and breathe that in. And that helps your brain signals because it's smelling all this like really good stuff. It's just like your brain just starts exploding with all this good thoughts and like calming thoughts and like, oh, that smells so good. And it puts you in a really good place, good headspace. And so I do that before Zoom calls, especially if I'm coaching other women. It's like, I want this time to be really sacred and positive and happy. And I know I may be listening to something hard from them. So I want to be an encouragement to them and I want to be in the right headspace. So I take a, a good cleansing breath with the essential oils and it makes me feel happy. And then I'm like, okay, say a little prayer. And then I go on to my call. This next suggestion, I know some people either love or hate. I know people have allergies, the whole thing. Bear with me. <laughs> this is just for people. The, all these are suggestions. You can either take them or throw them out the window. I love a good scented candle. I'm just going to do a little teaser of the, the candles I love the best are by, they're called Home Works with a X, W-O-R-X. They're by Harry Slayton. Uh, I believe, I don't know, you can get them on QVC, but his wife is a the owner of Nest uh, Perfumes, and so both love those perfumes and candles, but there are certain candles that he has. They're, they're just fragrant. They smell beautifully. They, they're very clean. I love to just have that in my kitchen or also in my office. Sometimes I'll light a smaller one, just something, maybe an orange again, like, you know, some kind of a fragrance that I like, a mandarin or something like that. 
sets the mood also to calm you if that is something that calms you. If not, it might stress you out, so don't do it. Just setting the mood of your office. So if you work from home in your office, I would suggest like make sure you have a good comfy chair. Make sure you have maybe a soft blanket if it's like during the winter months and you get cold. Just any little thing that sets the mood. Maybe there's a picture that you really like that calms you. Find those things that you really love. I picked out specific things when we redid our home office. I work with my youngest or my youngest daughter works for me and it's actually her old bedroom but we redid the whole room and the things we put in it were very girly and and soft and pretty and woods and white and just like these really awesome things we picked out chairs that were comfortable and also chic and cute because that's our vibe and that helps um, keep both of us on an even keel mentally. I think those things are important. Also, calming music can be really good. I know my daughter, when she's working on a project and she's in here by herself and I might be in another room, she'll throw her earbuds in and listen to really calming music for her and work on her project. And that keeps her mind going. Some people, that could be a distraction but for her, she loves it. And so she has found ways that help her stay in that calming space. So just find the things that make you happy in your workspace and really dedicate that area to that, especially if you're in there for six, eight, whatever, 10 hours a day. Hopefully you're not in there that long. But I know people that are working pretty hard and even from home. And so don't just throw stuff on a kitchen table, you know, maybe that's where you have to work because you don't have a dedicated space, then make that, bring some things in every day that makes, make that really pretty, like a bouquet of flowers, like, I don't know what it is, just whatever calms you. I have several different things that I love. And those are the things that I bring with me to this space to put me in that frame of mind of like, okay, we're working we're feeling good, we're calm, we're ready. Number four, feel your feet. (laughs) This is an exercise that I learned. Again, it goes along the same lines as when you can't breathe, you don't feel your body. It's almost like your whole body just shuts down and your brain is just working on overtime. So this exercise is one of many that my therapist taught me. And Oftentimes, we're not feeling where our feet are when we're in the middle of this crisis or trigger or whatever it is. We just don't feel our bodies at all. So she'll go through this thing where she's like, put your feet on the ground. Can you feel your feet? Wiggle your toes. Okay, then work your way up how you're sitting. Feel your, your body and how it's feeling. Do you need to sit a little straighter? Do you need to pull your shoulders back? Wiggle your hands, your fingertips. How do your fingers and your hands feel? How many times do our hands go numb and our feet go numb when we're in this crisis, right? We just, we don't feel it. So when I start getting kind of stressed, I'll just like, even if I have, I'm at a social event, I'm like, whoo, I'm feeling a little out of sorts. I wiggle my toes. It's like, okay, yeah, okay, ground yourself, girl. You're right here at this moment. Really, this is about 
you not letting your brain go to a different place that is not real. Oftentimes what we do is we write the whole story out in our head and it's not even something that's happening. But that's what we do. It's kind of a safety component. I don't know. It's like our protection. But but what it's doing is harming the realization of what's happening in the moment. So feel your feet. Feel your toes. You know, move your head. Like move your body. Just kind of shake yourself a little bit. If you're in a place where you're like, oh, this is feeling a little heavy, this feeling whatever, just kind of like, you know, no one's going to know you're doing it if you have your shoes on. <laughs> and just, you know, move your hands around a little bit. And you start with your toes and you wiggle your way up to the top. And that helps to just calm your body down. Like, whew, okay. I will say there's another thing you can do. This is probably 4A. If you're in a meeting somewhere, you're on a Zoom or something like that, and something just like starts getting you really rattled. There is another tip that they said is look around the room and find a color. So let's just say my favorite color is pink. So find everything in the room that's pink and just kind of like start searching around. Not You're not going to be turning your head because obviously you're in a Zoom meeting or you're in a meeting. You can't just like start wandering your eye everywhere, but just slowly start looking around the room. Where's the pink things? What this does is disrupt what is happening in the current moment. So even the thought of the color blue, the color pink, it shifts your brain right away into what you were actually thinking of. Oh, I just want to punch them in the, okay, pink. (laughs) So you can do this quietly as you're sitting in a meeting somewhere and just start looking around like, where are the pink things? I just need to think of something different right now so that I can calm myself down. Again, really good tip to have that you can do that no one's going to know what's happening. Number five is one of my personal favorites. And again, this is either you hate it or you love it. It's bubble baths. At the end of a long day when you just need to calm your body, sometimes your body is aching from all the things that you had to carry and hold and like make sure that you weren't, you know, raging out of control and all the stuff. And you come home and you're exhausted, right? Maybe you've done your exercise already and you're like, man, my body just can't take one more thing. Like, I just don't know. I love a good bubble bath, especially in wintertime. Like at the end of the day, I take a luxurious bubble bath. I throw on my favorite lotions. Shout out to Josie Marin. And I put those on and I smell good. I put on some warm pajamas. I can maybe watch about an hour of TV and then I'm ready for bed because I'm just comfy, cozy, and my brain is totally relaxed. But here's the thing that I do in the bubble bath. I use Epsom salt. So Dr. Teals makes a foaming bubble bath that's Epsom salts that is lavender scented. So it's relaxing and getting rid of all the toxins in your bodies. I'm a huge proponent of that too. I think we carry a lot of toxins and things in our bodies that are also making us depressed and sick and sad and all those things. So anything you can do, like that's why you exercise to just like get all the toxins out. Your body will eliminate that from movement, getting all the toxins out from sitting in this Epsom salt bath. It's going to draw out all of that stuff and you'll eliminate all of that and it will relax your body and put you in a calm place. So love that. I know some people don't like baths. They'll never take baths. This isn't your jam. This is not for you. 
find something else. But those of you that are like, wow, you know, I love bubble baths. I never take them. Try the the lavender Epsom salts. I think you will like it. I think it will be a really good end to the day to help calm your brain and calm your body and put you in a, a really good space. And then the very last thing, which these are in no order whatsoever. You can do one, two, or three, however order you want. The last thing, which is really the first thing that I do every day, is journal and prayer time. And need I say more? I have a lot to say about the power of prayer and journaling and feeling the Holy Spirit through your writing. It is something that has guided me this last probably 15 years of my life and really dove into it the last five years of my life of just writing out my life story and writing out things I would read a passage in the Bible or a chapter in the Bible. And then I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to pull from this? And there would be a verse or there would be like a short little paragraph where I'm like, oh, that just really struck me. And so instead of just being like, oh, hey, that's interesting. I'll write it out in my journal. Like, what does this mean? And then I'll start talking. And it's like the pen just starts doing its work, right? It's like the Holy Spirit takes over and it's like, sometimes this is what I think this means. And I just start writing and writing. And then pretty soon I'm like, huh, that could be a blog post. Oh, that could be a podcast. That could be any of those things. And God will give you those ideas. And so maybe you're struggling with something with a personal relationship or at work or something like that. I am highly going to recommend to you start a journal. Just start like throw every thought on that page and just if it takes pages and pages dump that crap out man just get it out of your head and just write it out and and start looking at like the reasons why and then I would recommend if you you know if you are someone who reads the bible awesome find a passage or find whatever you're reading every day like find those little nuggets ask God to to like really guide you like what does this passage mean because I'm kind of confused by this or I think this passage means this let me read further but you can write that out and then give it your thoughts and ask God to show you this is what happens is a lot of times when you clear those things out of your head and then you ask God Lord what I don't know what this passage means but if you know that there's someone that knows more or someone that you can bring alongside me, like, please bring that person there. I will tell you, there have been so many times, like I've read a certain passage, I'm talking about this certain subject, and all of a sudden, it's like, I'm reading a news article, and it's about that subject. I run into someone, and they're like, you know, I was thinking about this today, and they start talking about that subject, it is amazing if you can really hone into Holy Spirit and what he is saying to you. All of a sudden, it's like, whew, there's this whole thing that comes around you where he's like, yes, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm trying to tell you. And it just all fits into this puzzle piece. And so you're like, all right, I think I'm on the right track. It's going to help you think more clearly. It's going to help you rely on his word and not just the word of other people People are great. I love people. But here's the thing. We can't just lean on what society says or what people say because we're not always right. Like 
right here on this podcast, there could be things where you're like, eh, I'm going to throw that out because I'm just a person. I'm telling you what works for me. But honestly, you have to come to your conclusion with the creator that has made your life. He's the one that's in charge. I'm not in charge. I, I'm just, you know, I'm his seed planter. Like I'm just popping these seeds in to help you hopefully come to a calmer place in your life so that you can stop bad habits of just raging at people or throwing your opinion out there without really taking a breath and listening to someone else's side or ways where you can become happier because you're getting fresh air and good stuff in your body. I am just doing that because that's where my heart lies for you guys. And that is the purpose that God has given me. You have to find the purpose that God has given you. And the only way you can do that is through prayer and journaling. It's a huge, huge part of your walk. So those are my tips. There's so many more I have. (laughs) But those are like my top six things that I do to keep myself in check keep myself calm, and live this beautiful life that is so messy and complicated at times, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I hope these tips have helped you, and I can't wait to hear your responses. Please like leave some comments uh, from this episode. Let me know what some tips are for you. Let me know if you've tried, if you try some of these tips and they work, let me know. I want to know if they work for you. And until next time, I'll see you later, peeps. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to get connected with other women who share your unmothered heart, head on over to my private unmothered Facebook community group. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for this podcast to help me share this message with other listeners. All the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes below. Bye, peeps.